Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. It is just me, your host, Adam Cousins, today with a Monday Night Raw and the Draft Night 2 recap. Uh, Monday Night Raw was from Texas and it kicked off uh, as SmackDown did. Uh, Triple H come out and announced the first round picks of the draft. Um, Raw selected Rhea Ripley, which wasn't really a big surprise as Bianca went to SmackDown. Um, Much like um, SmackDown selecting Austin Theory. Um, We know that Gunter and Imperium had gone to Monday Night Raw, so again, makes sense. Uh, Raw selected uh, Seth Rollins, which as kind of makes sense. Becky Lynch is on the same show, and they tend to partner the couples together, and Seth is one of the favourites to win the WWE, new WWE Championship. Um, SmackDown select Charlotte Flair. I, I wasn't quite sure about that one. Um, I didn't quite understand why um, they done that, but they did. Uh, and, and Charlotte stays on brand blue. Um, Triple H also revealed uh, that Brock Lesnar is once again a free agent and can turn up wherever he pleases, much like some other guys uh, uh, that we'll get into later on. Uh, Brock being a free agent, I mean, don't really think it matters, to be quite honest with you. Brock will just show up wherever he wants, whenever he wants, and he'll get into a feud with whoever's next. Um, at that point, uh, Paul Heyman come out. Uh, Triple H announced that Paul Heyman was coming out and, and he came to the ring uh, to talk a little bit about Roman Reigns uh, coming, I think, coming back to SmackDown in a week's time to talk about the World Heavyweight Championship, which uh, he can't actually go for because it's exclusive to Raw. And Roman is on SmackDown, although Paul Heyman did say, wouldn't like the title look relevant around your waist of the Tribal Chief. And uh, he was... um, interrupted by everyone's favorite uh theme at the moment seth rollins um which was uh and you know it's an interesting segment seth come out the crowd started cheer you know they're playing his song and uh i think Heyman come out with a line because roman reigns had called him and uh paul Heyman during it and he's like you're pissing off the tribal chief <laughs> um which was quite funny and uh obviously roman doesn't have to run from him anymore uh, so he doesn't have to pull any strings because Seth can go for the world title now and not Romans. Um, they did tease a stomp being hit on uh, Heyman, but uh, Sakawa made the save and that set up the main event for this evening, which was uh, Seth and Solo. Uh, first match on the card was Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez versus Bailey and Dakota Kai from Damage Control. Um, it was okay, I felt. Um, it was a little bit obvious that, you know, Raquel and... Uh, uh, Liv weren't going to drop the titles as it was a non-title match. Um, and and obviously, uh, you know, Bailey needed a win, really. She's been floundering a little bit ever since her loss to Bianca and they've been teaming a little bit, uh, teasing, sorry, a little bit of a damage control split. So this was nice to see her a win uh, for Bailey and Dakota Kai. But I don't really think it does anything. Um, you know, I think that was, you know, just a simple, let's get this out of the way and, and let's move on to, to backlash on Saturday. Um, the draft then continued, um, which 
night two, uh, round two, sorry, started with the Raw selecting uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, uh, which is interesting. I'm not sure how that works as tag champions. Are the brands going to have separate champions now? Don't know how it works, uh, to be quite honest with you. Uh, SmackDown selected the Usos. Again, that continues a storyline with the bloodline on SmackDown. Not entirely sure. I thought maybe the Usos was going to go to Raw um, as punishment, really. Um, but with Roman Drew back next week, we may be able to see what goes on between the Usos and uh, Roman and Solo. Because, again, they were teasing that Solo Sokoa was going to attack the Usos. So an interesting uh, uh, one for SmackDown and the Usos. Raw selected Judgment Day. They had Rhea Ripley. Um, so it makes perfect sense for the Judgment Day to carry on uh, their reign on Raw, which I think has been really good. Dominic's probably got one of the best bits of heel heat so far, um, or this year even. So it's a really good selection for Raw. SmackDown selected the Latino World Order. Uh, again, keeping Ray and Dominic off of the show, uh, off of the same shows. Uh, uh, which is a good thing. And Latino World Order is currently selling a load of shirts uh, for the WWE. So obviously a, a, an ideal to keep them together going forward. That was Selena Vega, Rey Mysterio, and obviously that uh, makes up the uh, LWO, sorry. Um, the next match was uh, Strowman and Ricochet versus the Alpha Academy. Um, again, I just think this was a, a throwaway match, really. was fun. It was a fun little sprint, to be fair. Um, but I just felt this match, again, was it just a little bit of a throwaway and like, you know, let's just get to backlash and then we can shake the rosters up and we can start it all again. Uh, and it didn't really do anything for either team, but it was just, you know, put on the show kind of throwaway, which is, you know, what they do, what they're doing at the minute, to be quite honest with you. Um, the next bit was Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. Um, a little bit thing with the security on this. I do think they've, you know, using too many security guards for this segment. Um, the interesting bit was the punch that Cody threw on Brock and connected. If you hear it, if you heard it through your TV, it was a very big punch and it connected to his face. It busted Brock open. Um, there really wasn't anything else i would say um i just think that it was it, it was what it was to build up to the match at backlash it, the good thing about it is apart from the massive attack by lesnar after wrestlemania we hadn't had much uh in the way of violence between those two and i sometimes like that because you don't always need the violence uh, on these ones you can just put them together and let them kick basically kick the living crap out of each other. Um, obviously, Cody coming out from behind as his entrance music was fray, uh, playing to uh, distract Brock. But um, yeah, a, a decent segment. Again, it just felt like let's just go through the motions and get to where we got to get to. Um, but the match itself will be very interesting um, going forward at Backlash and to see what happens after Backlash uh, for Cody. Will he get his win? Will Brock win? Will Cody still have this hard times? Will Cody move on to the tournament, which we find out that the finals of the World Championship tournament will be held at Night of Champions uh, over in Saudi Arabia. So the tournament, I would imagine, will start on Raw Monday uh, and then continue on through to Night of Champions. So it'll be interesting to see who he takes on um, and who else is in the tournament. I can probably guess that Seth will be in there as well. Perhaps that'll be the final. Um, we'll wait and see. Um, round three of the draft. Um, 
Raw selected the women's tag team champions of Liv and Raquel. Now, again, the interesting part apart from this is, are they going to be only on Raw? Is there going to be a SmackDown Women's Tag Team Championships? Nothing's been announced. So if they, although they're selected on Raw, are they still going to be going to defend on SmackDown? We don't know. Uh, and I guess we'll find out in the coming weeks. Um, SmackDown selected uh, Asuka. Um, yeah, I mean, Asuka was floundering. I mean, she had the WrestleMania match with Bianca, which was good. Um, but she hasn't really done a lot, uh, to be honest with you. And I'll be interested to see what happens going forward with Asuka. She's on SmackDown Brand again with Bianca. They've just had their little mini feud. So what happens to Asuka at the end of this will be very interesting. And we'll see how that plans out. Uh, Raw selects a New Day. I think every draft that's ever been done, uh, they've been selected. The New Day being Kofi and Xavier, Big E wasn't mentioned as part of this. Obviously, we don't know if he's coming back. We hope that he does, um, but that's to be uh, to be confirmed. Uh, they've gone to Raw again. They seem to move every draft. So what will the New Day do on Smack on Raw? We don't know um, what's going to be planned for them, what they're doing going forward. Not too sure about that one, but I suppose to freshen up the rosters, they need to move people over. So, uh, And the Brawling Brutes, uh, Seamus Butch and Rich Holland stayed on SmackDown. Um, again, fair. I, I don't really you know, see where they're going or what they're going to be doing anytime soon. Seamus was going for the Intercontinental title. Does he go for the US now? What happens? I mean, the Intercontinental title was the only one that Seamus hadn't won. So... You know, what What plans do they have for Sheamus? Who knows? Um, the next match was Matt Riddle and Jimmy Uso. Um, it was okay. Uh, there was a lot of cheating going on, uh, more so with Sammy and Kevin uh, getting Jay uh, booted from ringside, uh, which was quite funny. Um, but again, I, I just feel like we're seeing the same stuff every week. Um, you know, it, it's just becoming a bit too mundane. Now, usually they would be building up to something with Roman for the title, um, but they're not. And it's just, I just think at the moment, this is floundering somewhat. They've added Riddle. Uh, obviously, they've added Solo, but I just feel like something's missing now. You know, obviously, when Roman comes back in a week and they're on SmackDown only, that will be interesting to see what happens. Um but yeah, in terms of the feuding and stuff, I'm not sure. I mean, Jay and Sammy are now on Raw. So does that mean that we won't, that feud's finished? And as I said, are then we're going to be crowning new SmackDown tag champions? Because there has been rumours that we're going to be having the split brand pay-per-views again or premium live events, shall I say. Um, so it will be interesting to see that. But yeah, this particular feud, I'm slightly not as interested as I was previously. Uh, maybe this will be finished at Backlash, but it should be finished at Backlash because, again, they're on separate shows. So what will happen after that? We will see. Um, then we'll see the Shinsuke Nakamura uh, on Miz TV. Um, quite frankly, was a load of rubbish. Didn't care for it. Uh, it had a little bit of comedy, but really just... What I mean, and this is going to be the problem with Nakamura going forward. What is he going to be doing? Uh, he is a hell of a talent. The Miz is a hell of a talent as well. Let's not, um, you know, let's not forget the Miz. Um, 
I just don't understand it. It was probably just another throwaway segment. Raw had a lot of throwaway segments and matches. Again, assuming it's let's get to Saturday, let's finish this, and let's start afresh with the new rosters, possibly where they're going. Um, the draft, round four, uh, Raw selected Trish Stratus. Um, again, okay. Uh, I don't see where they're going with this unless... Trish, where will she segue now? The champion's a heel. Trish is a heel. Are they just waiting for Becky to come back to kickstart the feud? What's going to happen? Uh, but yeah, Raw selecting Trish was just okay. Um, SmackDown reselected uh, Karrion, Cross, and Scarlett. Um, Jesus Christ. If you're going to push anybody, um, this is the guy to do it. But again, he now goes to a brand where they don't have a world champion full-time. And the, and the uh, United States champion is currently a heel. So what do they do with him? This is the thing. You've got someone that's got a great entrance, the looks there. He's got Scarlett at ringside. Everything's there for him. But the booking seems to be letting him down. So what does this mean for Karrion Cross? You know, we will find out. I would have preferred him going to Raw, to be honest with you, and having him in that title mix fully and, and, and actually every week rather than just you know, every now and again. So it'd be, you know, we'll find out what happens with Karrion and Scarlett, but, you know, SmackDown's a difficult place with when you haven't got a full-time champion, a world champion anyway. Um, Raw selected Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. They've got the women's tag team champions on there, so it makes logical sense if that's the route they're going down to put the belts on Shayna and Ronda. You kind of have to have them on the same show as your champions. So, that makes sense. Ronda Rousey's still injured. Shayna Baszler uh, is one of these myths. She come, she was in NXT. She was brilliant. A submission magician. She held a title for ages. She had everything. And she was another one that moved to the main roster. It's just a bit flat on her ass. Uh, and, I, and I really hope that putting her together with Ronda hopefully works for them. And I, I can assume they're going to be winning their, those tag team titles once Ronda is medically cleared to compete. I'm sure that feud will reignite on, on Monday Night Raw. Uh, SmackDown selected LA Knight. Yeah. Um, Megastar pick. I love, uh, We speak about LA Knight on here enough. Um, again, the concern with this is he's not on a show where the world championship is going to be spotlighted. Um, it's going to be Austin Theory and the United States Championship. So where does that leave LA Knight? He was on a losing streak. I know he won last week. What are they going to do with LA Knight to catapult him? They've got to make the most of... When a wrestler's on top and he's getting those reactions, I always think you need to make the most of that talent at that point. Because if you don't, he's just going to fall away and then he will be forgotten about, unfortunately. He's super talented, great on the mic, great wrestler. Should be a great selection for SmackDown, but I'm just concerned that there's not that title at the moment for him to go for, unless he goes in like a multi-man match for the uh, United States title and could potentially come out and win that. But in terms of the world championship, he's got no chance uh, at the moment, not because he's not good enough, but because Roman just isn't there enough. And maybe in a week's time, uh, he will start his next feud because he should be at Night of Champions celebrating his 1,000th 
day as champion. We'll see. I heard a rumour that he's advertised for money in the bank in June over here in the good old UK. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, um, it'd be good for him to have a match at Money in the Bank. I think all world champions should be at Money in the Bank just because the ladder matches, the cash-ins are, are a chance. So I think they do need to bring him over. But LA Night Smackdown, we will see um, what happens. Uh, the next match was, yeah, Omos. Um, he took on Anthony Alanis. Uh, and yeah, it was just a ridiculous match to be quite honest with you. Um, they've not even hyped this match with Rollins apart from an interview segment last week, they've had absolutely nothing. Uh, for this match, and this is what makes it worse. They announced the match with Seth Rollins at a weekend, and they've not even built it other than Seth and Omos having one interview segment uh last week, and they've done nothing so. Again, it goes, well, why did you put the match on when you've had no build? There's no storyline sense to it. It's just, yeah, we're just going to put an Omos with Seth. Great book in there. Um, that one, I don't even know what will happen. And obviously, Omos is a free agent after this, so he can go wherever he wants. Um, yeah, it, it was what it was. And... Unfortunately, we're going to have to see an Omos-Seth Rollins match. I'm not quite sure how that's going to pan out. Hopefully, Seth will come out with the win and will go strong into the title tournament. Will they put Omos into this title tournament? He's a free agent. He could be on there. We'll have to wait and see. Um, round five of the draft um, saw Raw select Strowman and Ricochet. So they're a tag team at the minute. Um, the tag team champions are on Raw, but they're also two good single stars. So that gives them, that beefs up their roster, both in a, a single and a tag team sense. So that that's a good one. Uh, makes sense now because we know Mike Rome has gone from Raw to SmackDown and Samantha has gone from SmackDown to Raw. So the announcers have changed. So we still get the quality announcements of Gunter and, uh, and well, Gunter anyway, not necessarily Roman Reigns anymore. Um and she's obviously dating or married to or engaged to Ricochet. So it makes perfect sense. Um, Smackdown uh, selected Shotzi. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it on that one. Um, what are they going to do with her? She was always floundering here and there and everywhere. She was in a tag. She wasn't in a tag. And then she turned on a tag. And then she was back in a tag. Don't quite know. Uh, the sleeper, the two sleeper picks for me, Really now, Raw got Bronson Reed. Now, anyone that watches this podcast know I think he's absolutely fantastic. And I can't wait to see what the future holds of Bronson Reed on Raw. He's on its brand, and I've already covered this, where he's got the titles. Everyone will be on there. The titles will be on there week after week after week. It gives him a great opportunity to go for these titles. And hopefully they'll position him in a place where he's main event, semi-main event. Bronson Reed and Gunter for the Intercontinental title. <laughs> wow. I'll have that every day of the week. Uh, and then some, um, even though they're two heels, even throw in a Drew McIntyre if you have to for a free. But that is going to be a match that I would absolutely love to see. So I'm really stoked that uh, Raw, uh, Raw selected Bronson Reed. SmackDown uh, selected Pretty Deadly from NXT. The Brits uh, coming to SmackDown, I think is a great pick. Pretty Deadly were essentially killed on NXT. They were thrown in the river by Tony D'Angelo and uh, his team. So 
I'm really looking forward to see what the future holds for Pretty Deadly. Um, I think that's going to be a really good pick. Characters are slightly comical. So again, we'll have to see if they keep that or whether we'll see a more serious side to them. But Pretty Deadly on SmackDown, again, there's no tag champions on SmackDown. So you are thinking at this point, are they just going to singularize all the titles on both shows? I hope so. I think it's going to need to do it. But I'm pretty stoked to see Pretty Deadly on uh, on, on SmackDown. I'm hoping that's going to uh, work out for them. Um, the Judgment Day and the LWO had another match. Uh, again, we seem to be seeing this a bit more than what maybe we should do. Uh, it was great. Um, the, the promo beforehand, Dominic, absolutely nuclear heat. This kid is amazing at what he's doing right now. He's doing his job fantastically. Um, so just to confirm, it was Judgment Day Priest, Dominic and Finn. Uh, Priest, Dominic and Rhea uh, was Ray against Ray Selena, uh, Zelina and Santos Escobar of the OWO. Um, a great match uh, in Finn Balor interfered, uh, which, you know, you kind of get it now. Um, it was one of these ones where I felt like Neither team could afford a loss because they've both been kind of jobbing recently on, on either show. Um, but you kind of needed to give, I would say, championship advantage. Rhea Ripley is a champion going into her match with Zelina uh, on Saturday. I think you need to give the, the championship advantage, at least on Raw. Um, maybe something will happen on SmackDown that will give Selena that op, you know, that little hope that you see uh, for the faces before they go in. Um but the uh, it was a solid match. The promo before was strong and the crowd ripped the hell out of Dominic Mysterio. So that's fantastic. The funny point of it was uh, Rhea Ripley would say, is there any surprise who drew the first draft pick? I mean, Mummy's always on top. And uh, if you look to Dominic's face after, that was quite hilarious. Uh, so I like that. Um, and then we moved into... The finals, uh, the final pick um, of, of the draft for Raw. There was some picks we'll get into in a minute after uh, on Raw Talk. Um, Raw selected Alpha Academy. Again, make perfect sense. I think Maxine Dupree and the male models are already included. Uh, so that's great. Uh, it carries on this story. We really hope that Chad gets an opportunity to really go at it and show us what he could really do because he can really go. Uh, and I, we say it every week on, on this that he's such a talented guy that every guest that we have on, I mean, and, th and this goes to show every guest that we've had on that we've mentioned the word Chad Gable to has pretty much said what we all know. Um, and he is Kurt Angle 2.0 and he should be pushed. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him as world champion might get a few laughs outside of that but i think he's great uh, he should definitely at least be the intercontinental eventually when gunter relinquishes it to a, a, a face and then maybe he starts the program with the world championship but we'll, we'll go on um smackdown selected boogs yeah well he was doing nothing um it's a shame that he wasn't going to be kept on with shinsuke because they could have got back together and done the whole entrance again which was great um but yeah, I can't really give any more information to that, really. It's Rick Boogs to SmackDown, and we'll see. Uh, Raw went to NXT for their final pick of the draft uh, on Raw, uh, and they selected Catania Chance and Caden Carter from NXT, um, which is really weird because the NXT women's champions, uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, were drafted to SmackDown, 
they then got challenged when they got drafted by Katana Chance and Caden Carr to a title match on NXT, which has been recorded. We haven't got around to watching it yet. But the titles, yet they've got drafted to Raw. Hmm. Hmm. Um, didn't get it, to be honest with you. Didn't get it. Um, a great pick. And what me and Andy were saying, and, and you listened to the podcast over the last month or two, we were saying that the women's division needs a revamp. The one thing that WWE have done on this draft is they have revamped that division massively from NXT. And I am really looking forward to seeing now what that women's division can do on both shows because they are stacked with great women's talent. They've got to showcase it, though. That's the most important thing. But hopefully if they do, we're going to see a fantastic women's division on both Raw and SmackDown. And NXT are still strong because they've still got Tiffany Stratton, uh, Sal Loka, who's unfortunately injured at the moment. You know, they've got a, there was another debut on NXT this week, another woman that was really good. So they've got a, still got a strong brand of women down there. But I'm really excited to see what the WWE are going to do with their women's division as long as they sort it out properly and they don't just throw it away. Um, the final pick of uh, Smack, uh, Raw sorry, uh, was from SmackDown. And it was Cameron Grimes. Um, we hadn't seen him for ages. He's getting into some really good shape. He was really ripped uh, for the pictures that we've seen. Interesting. Cameron Grimes was over in NXT, really over. Are they going to do anything to his character to change him? Is he still going to be the same? Again, he's moving to a brand when there really is only one male title to go for. So where does he do? Where does he, what, what does he do? Where do they go with him? What are they looking to do with him? I think it's a great pick. And again, it freshens the roster with a new face rather than just splitting up the, you know, moving from Raw to SmackDown. The call-ups from NXT are going to be vital, I think, in this. Um, so I'm excited to see what uh, Cameron Grimes does on SmackDown. We move to the main event, which again was Solo Sokoa uh, and Seth Rollins. Now, I kind of said this last week and maybe the week before. Solo is fantastic, uh, a fantastic future, star of the future for sure. The concern with me right now um, is that he's going to be he's starting to be overexposed already uh, by the WWE, uh, and I think that that's kind of a problem um, because you don't want to keep seeing too much of a good thing. Uh, and Solo, at the moment, he's main event in Raw, he's main event in SmackDown, he's co-main event in Backlash. Is there going to be just too much of him on TV? And then we'll be like, we don't really want to see him anymore. And hopefully not. Um, Seth Rollins won the match by DQ. It was a fairly good main event. But again, again, we see this so many times um, with the Usos and... Uh, coming out and helping. Um, so again, it was just one of those things where we keep seeing it every week, every week they come out, every week they do it. And it's just how many times are we going to see that on top of how many times are we going to see Solo Sokoa in the main event going forward? Um, that was Monday Night Raw. As I said, thought it was okay. Um it was what it was. And, and I think, again, we look at uh, we look at it and go, well, that was kind of filler. And it was. 
<laughs> to be quite honest with you. Um, and we'll see. After Backlash, I'm hoping we see more uh, of this going forward and we'll see more of the roster. We've still got people like Alexa Bliss um, on there as well. Um, next Bliss has got to come back. Bray Wyatt has to come back. Um so it is, you know, interesting to see what happens with the brands going forward. How does the split work? Now, the supplemental draft happened on Raw Talk. Uh, we'll finish off with this. Raw selected Dana Brooke, Nikki Cross, Johnny Gargano, Los Lotharios, Axel Tozawa, Piper Nivens, Ali, Tiga Locks, Emma, Riddick, Moss. Um, and they also gained Odyssey Jones from NXT as well as Indishir and Jinder Mahal. Um. Yeah, again, Jinder Mahal in the sheer. Mm. Odyssey Jones is, a, again, a sleeper pick. Looks a great talent. They picks, again, the women's division. Zia Lee, Tegan Knox, Emma, Nikki, Dana. Again, it's looking, you know, stacked division. So hopefully those picks will increase that women's division uh, and make it better. SmackDown only got two picks. Um. One was Tamina, again, women's division, strength is it up. The other one is an absolute belter of a pick. I'm really surprised they left this off of the main show, uh, which was Grayson Waller from NXT. He has been a standout in NXT over the last 12 to 18 months. Um, and I he had a great feud with Gargano. Um, he's going to be, I think, an absolute star in the making. Hopefully they sort, they sort him out right on the roster. Um, on SmackDown, I'd be one of them that I'm very much looking their pick up, but very much looking to see how that pick works. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see with Waller. Um, we've got a few more free agents uh, Baron Corbin, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, Elias, and Zion Quinn joined Brock, Omos, and Mustafa Ali. Um, well, they did. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing to say. I, I don't know what the free agents, what the point of the free agency is. Um, quite boring, to be honest. Um, Brock, I can kind of understand, but why would you do free agents when you said this is a game-changing draft? I think it was a good draft, but I think it could have been better. Um, but that concludes Raw, um, the Raw review. We have today announced two more guests coming on the podcast as well. Uh, Zach Zodiac, the brother of Paige, uh, joins us in a couple of weeks. And Nick Hausman, the wrestling personality that pissed off CM Punk at the uh, Scrum, is joining us on the 31st of May. We look forward to that. Guys, we have got another two more podcasts today. Me, Andy, and CJ Carter, the boss man from Ignite, will be talking all things bitter end and buckle up. And then later on this evening, straight after that even... I am joined by the lovely Fiona Locker and Tony Lacasso from NWA. We look forward to it, guys. This has been the Raw Review. I have been Adam Cousins, and we will see you again later. Goodbye. The Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast is proud sponsors of Ignite Pro Wrestling, Jurassic Pro Wrestling, Beers and Beatdowns, Pro Wrestling Carnage, Corey McRae, and Matt Cast. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at 
HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.